What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode, playoff edition of Double Move Sports. As always, I'm Steph. You can follow us at Double Move Sport. And I have a special guest with me here today, the man himself, at FF Spotlight. Follow him on Twitter. It's Fantasy Football Spotlight. What's up, man? Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so pumped for what we're going to get into here today. Uh, yo, guys, what we're going to do is actually go through, um, whether it's, you know, the NFL.com playoff challenge or, you know, some other leagues that we're doing. Uh, shout out to Rob Norton. He's hosting a really, really cool uh, playoff challenge. So it's a mix of fantasy and then picking guys that you think are going or teams that are going to uh, move through the playoffs and through the Super Bowl. So the format in a lot of these um, that we've played is, you know, once you pick a player once, through one week of the playoffs, you cannot pick them again. So we're going to kind of go through this format. Spotlight has some news and notes prepared for us. And we're just going to walk through each game uh, and fantasy pieces that we think will be viable there um, with the context of, hey, we can't pick them again. So you know, if we think a certain team's going to the Super Bowl, probably not a great idea to use their players in the first weekend, you know, something like that. So uh, Spotlight, before we get into anything, do you have any shout outs, anything you want to throw out there? Yeah, shout out to E.K. Baller. He's hosting um, the playoff that I'm in. And our rules that I'm for that cover my information is one quarterback, two running backs, one wide receiver, one wide receiver or tight end, and one flex that can include defense or kicker. Gotcha, very nice. And and mine doesn't have kicker, but we do have defenses. Um, but nonetheless, we'll walk through this. We'll kind of make it you know fairly evergreen um, or fluid, so you can can use this for your format, whatever it might be. You might talk about some DFS plays throughout this as well for those of you still uh, you know doing DraftKings lineups, things like that. Uh, so without further ado, I think we can go ahead and hop into it here. We'll start with Wild Card Weekend, Buffalo comes into Houston, and they play the Texans. Vegas has Houston as two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. It's a 43-point over-under, so pretty low-scoring affair here uh, from Vegas predictions. But Spotlight, who do you have to to take this matchup? I have Buffalo, and I'm pretty confident in this of all the wild-card games. Really? So tell me why you think so. I think that Buffalo's got a really solid defense, and if Houston's not rolling with Will Fuller, uh, they become more one-dimensional. Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson have been serviceable, um, but haven't really been taking the pressure off of Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that the Buffalo defense is really uh, top-notch, and they're going to be able to run the ball easily. Brown, Knox, Allen, they're going to get it done. Um, I do like their matchups, but I would probably hold on the – Buffalo players because I think they're going to win. You know, of those guys, and, and so for the first week here, are there any players from either of these teams, the Bills or the Texans, that you're eyeing in this first week? I'm assuming since you think some, uh, you know, Buffalo is going to take this one, you're going to put more uh, Texans players on this first week. You know, I don't want anyone in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, right? Fairly low scoring. Um, you know, and we've seen a couple teams, you know, really beat the brakes off the Texans. Um, and, and kind of laid that blueprint. We saw Baltimore uh, beat them. You know, the Buccaneers took them down to the wire. So we've seen, you know, they can be beaten. Um, I'm not sure if Laramie Tunsil is going to play in this game. Uh, Spotlight, do you happen to have an update on that? Well, Laramie Tunsil at their left tackle would be really important for their running game and their pass protection. But still, the offensive line pass protection 
for Houston has not been good this year, and Deshaun Watson hasn't had much time in the pocket. Gotcha. So we're not looking at too many of players from either one of these games. Um, now, I don't mind Josh Allen here, um, if, if you believe in him. I mean, he's been fairly consistent all season. He has a solid rushing floor. And, you know, I, personally for me, I, I like Buffalo against uh, the Texans' defense. I would not be opposed to, you know, if you have a flex spot, maybe throw John Brown in there. Um, what do you think in terms of the Buffalo rushers? You know, do you think Singletary, uh, well, he's probably the only one who would. Is Singletary one that you're eyeing at all? Singletary is someone that I'm eyeing later. Gotcha. So you might save him for, you know, next week, week 19. So there are, there are roughly 59 players that I would consider playing in the wild card weekend. And then obviously that gets cut roughly in half as you move forward. And if I have to start two running backs and I only have to start one wide receiver, then I'm going to have to start more running backs. There's less running backs per team than wide receivers. So that's really um, a bottleneck for me choosing players throughout the playoff series. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Well, last one I'll, I'll talk about on this game. How do you feel about DeAndre Hopkins? Is he another guy that you're just going to save for a little bit later? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is my biggest trap game uh, wow. for this week, listed as DFS's or DraftKings' number one wide receiver of the week. Fair enough. I, I mean, I like that take there. We know Buffalo's defense, specifically their secondary, has been fantastic all season long. I think I like that take there as a trap game. So let's move over to the next one here. Tennessee against New England. I think everybody wants the Titans to win this game. New England are five-point favorites at home. 44-point over-under, still relatively low scoring. I'm taking the over in that game. I think New England takes this one, but Spotlight, tell me what you think. You know, I have this as like a, a true coin flip, and I am making sure that I get the most out of Tennessee at this time. I am holding on all New England players because whether they win or lose – I think picking people on that offense any given week is difficult. So if you want to know who I'm targeting in week 18, the first week of the fantasy playoffs, I want Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry is also a really high play in DraftKings this week. A.J. Brown is someone I've been thinking about flexing. Um, Adam Humphreys is someone, as I see, as a sleeper in DraftKings this week. Ryan Tannehill is a solid play in DraftKings, but... The only one that I want for the playoff, for sure, is Henry. I want to make sure that I get points out of him because I'm, I'm, it's a coin flip whether New England and Tennessee win to me. So I want to get those points where I can. Gotcha. Now, does the New England matchup for Derrick Henry scare you at all? You know, would you be looking at a guy like maybe Miles Sanders or Dalvin Cook in this first week as well? Or are you taking Henry over all of those guys? I have Henry and Cook this week as my running backs and Sanders as a flex. So those are because I'm trying to get them in. They're in tighter games. I mean, all of these are one score games, all Buffalo, Houston, Tennessee, New England, Minnesota, New Orleans, and Seattle, Philadelphia. Now, like I said, there's 60 players in this week and I only need six of them. So this is the top 10%, the creme de la creme. Like I'm not really wanting to hit a sleeper. I want like a more chalk pick. 
Absolutely. And you think, you know, if the Titans do win this game and they go on to play Kansas City, I like all of their pieces against Kansas City there as well, especially Derrick Henry, especially A.J. Brown. Even if that comes in garbage time, um, I'd be looking at, you know, the Titans in week 19 as opposed to week 18. All right. So the next game, uh, New Orleans, seven and a half point favorites, 49 point over under uh, the highest of this wild card weekend. And looks like you have New Orleans to take this one. I do as well. But tell me a little about the fan, about the fantasy pieces that you see in this game. I know you said you know this is probably going to be a one score game. I think I agree with you there. I think Minnesota gets pretty close, uh, but New Orleans does take this one. So are you looking at you know Michael Thomas, Kamara for this week? Or are you going to save those guys for a little bit later on? I want to stack Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. I think that's the best wide receiver quarterback combo in all of the playoffs. And if I missed out on those points, I would be very unhappy. I definitely like those as one of a, you know, if you want to play it safe on this first week, I think they are, you know, one of the safest options here. That Minnesota secondary, um, you know, their defense against the pass this year has actually been a pretty solid matchup. We've seen a lot of players uh, torch that defense uh, all season long in, you know, redraft in dynasty uh, throughout the season. So I'm, I'm with you there. Um, you know, any other plays, you know, are you saving Camara? Um, yes. You know, any, any picks from Minnesota that you might plug in because we're you know going to make the assumption that they're not going to be around in later weeks. I'm starting Dalvin cook. Um, he's been out the past two weeks with a uh, rib injury. Um, he came out claiming that he was at full health. Um, whether he is or not, I want to use him while he's there. And if they do move on Boone, was looking good in this late in the season and Madison was getting a full practice in this week. Um, so there are potential options if Cook goes down. Now, speaking of some of the other pieces on Minnesota, are you eyeing Diggs or Thielen uh, at any point throughout this playoff? If you're going to start them, I'm sure it's going to be, you know, this first week here. Are those guys on your radar? Thielen is like I would put him at like a 40% probability that he plays. Um, it's not looking like okay. a good um, forecast for his injuries. And, and then without him, Diggs gets more coverage on him and cousins, you know, prime time, Kurt cousins is the playoffs prime time, you know, but then new Orleans played Minnesota years ago. Um, and, and Diggs had that walk-off touchdown, but he was, if I remember correctly, he was not doing very well until that, like, 60-yard touchdown with, like, three seconds left. Yeah, so maybe Diggs is a, you know, kind of a flyer desperation play. Maybe if you're going for high point um, or, you know, just total net points. Uh, if you believe in, in Diggs and you believe in Minnesota, if you believe in uh, primetime Kirk Cousins, this game is here. Uh, it's Sunday at 1.05 p.m. Eastern time, so... Uh, I don't know if you want to consider that prime time or not. I would assume playoffs is prime time. So, yeah, I'm with you there. So let's move on to the next game here. Seattle goes into Philadelphia. They're the only road team that's favored in Wild Card Weekend. Seattle are one-and-a-half-point favorites against Philly and a 46-point over-under in this game. I think you have Seattle to take this one. I do as well. So who are some of the pieces that you really like in week 18 and beyond? First, we'll talk on the, the Philly side of the ball, uh, and then we'll talk Seattle. So any, who are your Philly guys? I've got Sanders. I want to play him. He's got that low, uh, that mild ankle sprain right now. He'll probably be playing. He's improved a lot um, over the year with his reads and his moves when he has the ball in his hand. 
So Ertz did not yet get clearance to have contact. So I was really leaning towards Ertz in this in this game, but I, he hasn't even been practicing this week. Um, he can't even make contact. He's got broken ribs, lacerated kidney. You know, so if he's gone, Angelor's out, you know, two of their other Jeffries is out. So they've got not much looking there. Ward, Greg Ward's there. Uh, Goddard will probably get the start. You know, I'm looking to, to do Sanders, and I think that Philadelphia just can't can't make it happen. Um, they've just had so many injuries this year. Yeah, injuries has really been the story for them. I don't mind Dallas Goddard personally. Would you plug him in if, you know, let's say maybe I don't like a guy like, you know, Jared Cook. You know, maybe uh, can I throw Dallas Goddard in there for, you know, a safe target floor or volume play, I should say? Yeah, if you have to play a tight end, I would go with Goddard here. I like Hollister a lot. I would wait on him. And in terms of other tight ends, Knox, Knox is a boomer bust. Rudolph is mostly bust. Uh, Johnny Smith. So going back to Miles Sanders, would you take Sanders over Henry or Cook, the other two RBs that, that we've you know, lauded so far? No. I put Sanders as my flex. Gotcha. Now, so the running backs, they're more scarce. I have to play them more. And they have the potential to score more points on a weekly basis than a wide receiver. Yeah, you like all those reasons. If, if there's a flex spot where you can go either way, I would take running back there. And we've seen since Jordan Howard has been out, Miles Sanders has gotten a lot of not only, you know, carries on the ground, but passing work as well. And they're going to need him, like you said, with all those injuries. So moving over to Seattle, who do you like on that side? You know, we were going through, uh, me and Alex, the other guy here at Double Move Sports, we're going through some of our lineups and who we liked. And Tyler Lockett was one that we circled, especially in DFS. What do you think about Lockett and, and by extension, you know, Russell Wilson and, and some of the other guys on that team? We'll talk about a boom bust with Lockett. I mean, coming into this year, his touchdown percentage with Russell Wilson was so high. Everybody says unsustainable. He comes into the year, he's doing really well. Then he drops off. That regression hit him, and and now I'm, you know, he had those injuries. Like they were afraid they were going to remove his leg or something. Like he had that low, low leg injury. So I'm not, I'm not in the playoffs going to take a risk on Lockett. Metcalf has been coming up huge. Um, I do want to be starting Metcalf in Week 18. Interesting, interesting. So you're taking Metcalf over Lockett. You usually we think of, of Lockett as the one in that passing game. You would actually prefer Metcalf over him. Yes. Okay. Interesting take there. Interesting take. I do like that a lot. Um, you know, Lockett has been has been a boom bust. You know, to your point, absolutely. And you know, we both have Seattle taking this one. And you said you're going to save Hollister for a little bit later. You know, any interest in putting Russell Wilson out there? Would you save him for another week? So closest spread of of wild card. Russell Wilson. Oh man, I had a lot of eggs in that basket, and then like must have been week fifteen, he comes up with a dud, and then he can be he was streaky against uh, the Forty ers So I like Breeze as more of a, a sure thing. I want to get those points in week eighteen. I'm starting him, and then when I move into week nineteen, we'll get to it later. But there, are, I don't, I hadn't foreseen using Wilson in the playoff series. Interesting. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So let's move on here to some of the other games. Now we're getting into a little bit more of a projectory type of takes here. 
Um, we don't even have spreads quite yet for these games since we don't really know who's playing in them. We'll move over to week 19 now. So just so everyone has a baseline here, the teams we're going to be talking about and the matchups that, that we're presuming are going to happen um, are uh, the Saints and the Packers, the Seahawks and the 49ers, the Bills and the Ravens, and then the Chiefs versus, and we can go 50-50 on this one. I'll say Patriots, Chiefs versus Patriots, but we could throw Titans in there as well. We feel pretty on the fence on that one. So let's move over to week 19 here. The first game we'll talk about is Buffalo at the bank against the Ravens. I think we both have the Ravens in this game, and I think everyone in, <laughs> watching does. Everyone who's who's watched an NFL uh, game involving the Ravens over the last you know 16 weeks is probably feeling pretty confident about them in this one. We saw this matchup happen earlier, uh, where Bills, you know, when they're fighting for that AFC Wild Card spot to get in, Baltimore did beat them. That was on the road, uh, so you know. It, who are you liking in week 19? Are you going to start your Ravens here? Or are you going to bank them for a little bit later? I'm banking all the Ravens. I am as well. So when we're talking about those pieces, you know, who are some of those? Obviously Lamar Jackson. I would think Mark Andrews as well. Are you saving Ingram, um, Hollywood Brown, any of those guys as well? Oh yeah. You know, obviously. So I projected out the whole NFL playoffs so that I could know who I was going to play and when. But, you know, such and such loses a one point game and then all of a sudden it's con- it, it gets convoluted and I had used players before and I'm going to have to readapt every week, you know, so I'm not using any Ravens in week 19. Oh, wait. Yeah, I did see you have Lamar Jackson in there. Yeah, just kidding. I, I want to start Lamar Jackson over Mahomes. And here's why. I want to start Lamar Jackson because this is just like the Michael Thomas Drew Brees. Best quarterback in all the playoffs in terms of potential for scoring points. If he scores 45 points, that's two players. You know, so you got to get him. If he loses a close one to Buffalo and you didn't get his 40 points, you're going to be at a huge disadvantage. So it's kind of like a chalk pick here. Yeah, you know the old saying, start your studs here. I'm looking through some of the game logs, you know, on their last matchup. Lamar was 16 for 25, so 64% completion percentage, 145 yards to the air, three touchdowns. Uh, and then on the ground, he had, let's see, 11 rushing attempts for 40 yards, uh, no touchdowns in that game. But regardless, you're pretty happy with him from a fantasy out point, just like you were the the entirety of the the season. So, yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, you can take Jackson anywhere if you're you know really bullish on – uh, the Ravens making the Super Bowl. Maybe you save him. Uh, there may be some other good options here, which we'll talk about as we move through the rest of these games. Uh, but I certainly don't mind taking Lamar there. Personally, I'm going to save him for a little bit later, but certainly uh, I would not debate that against you. So the next one we'll talk about here is New Orleans at Green Bay. I have actually New Orleans taking this game and upset over a bye team. I don't think Green Bay has really proved it enough quite yet, especially a New Orleans team that has looked fantastic. But who are you taking between the Saints and the Packers? I'm also taking the Saints, and I think that it's going to be a more of a defensive game than you may think. Uh, but the, the Saints are strong against the run, and the run has really been what's helping the Packers get it done. So they get a low scoring defensive battle saints have the better run defense they're going to get the win there and sean Payne's going to help them do it more experience so in terms of fantasy pieces 
who are you liking? I mean, th- that kind of speaks to running backs on both sides of the ball, right? I-, I think Aaron Jones is everybody's take here. Would you agree? Yeah, I want Aaron Jones in this Week 19 matchup. I also want Kamara. Yeah, absolutely. Get the points where you can. Now, assuming that New Orleans is going to win and neither of us are too you know, focused on, on Green Bay after this game, are there any other pieces from the Packers that you would start? Uh, I don't think either of us are going to start Rodgers here. He's been kind of a trap all season, especially a little bit later in the season. Um, you know, Any other Packers that you would potentially take in a Week 19 playoff bracket lineup? No. Now, moving over to the other side of the ball, who would you take from the New Orleans side? We've already used, you know, your lineups have already taken Breeze and Thomas off the board. Is there anybody there? I know you said Kamara. Uh, any other pieces? Maybe throw Jared Cook in there at, if you have a tight end, something like that? Yeah, I'm not starting a tight end. I, I'm not planning on starting a tight end in week 18 or 19, but then you'll see later I make some changes to that. So if you have to start a tight end, Cook is a good option um, in that week you'd have. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd have some other pretty good options, too. You'd have Kelsey and Kittle in, in week 19. So, I, I think you're going to take those before you take Cook. Um, you yeah, actually might like Cook a little bit more as a week 18 play, kind of going back to, to um, you know, that first wild card weekend. So, moving on from this game, now let's talk New England or Tennessee versus Kansas City. I think both of us are going to take Kansas City in this one. Is that a correct assumption here? Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. Now, what's your mindset in terms of starting Kansas City players? You know, Are you going to just throw them in in Week 19? Um, are you going to save them? I think since we both have them winning, we're probably going to save them. But would you go ahead and take you know another chalk pick like Mahomes, um, like Kelsey in Week 19? Are you still going to bank those guys? So I had a debate, an internal debate, Mahomes or Jackson in week 19. And what I ended up saying was that I want to get those points out of Jackson, and if I miss him, I'd be upset. So if the Chiefs are going to win, and the Chiefs showed a, a, they won against the Patriots earlier in the season, so I'm going to try to aim for Mahomes in week 20. Gotcha. I think that makes sense. And then by extension, uh, by extension, you'll want you know his one of his top weapons in Kelsey. Could even save Tyreek Hill for Week 20 uh, or 21 if you think they'll reach the Super Bowl here. But yeah, I, I don't hate any of those picks. Now, in terms of the uh, New England or Tennessee side, you know, would you plug any of those guys into into a Week 19 lineup? Yeah, I'm looking at Edelman as a wide receiver to start in week 19. Interesting. So on my list, I had um, Edelman as a week 18 pick just because of the uncertainty on how far the Patriots are going to go. You know, they've never made a Super Bowl game uh, without a bye week. They've already lost to every other division leader. They've lost to the Texans. They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Ravens. So I'm not feeling too bullish on the Patriots. Um, I certainly don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs, just as we we talked about. But um, I would not be opposed to starting Edelman in week 18 or 19. I think you get the points from him while you can. Um, you certainly like the you know matchup versus uh, Tennessee uh, as opposed to the one versus Kansas City. Their defense has come on very strong as of late, especially against wide receivers. Last time I checked, they were number two against the wide receiver position uh, in PPR league. So you know, pretty interesting matchup there. Now let's move over here to the last one in week 19. We have Seattle. Man, what more can you say about this matchup? This has been like the matchup of the year. Seattle versus San Francisco. This one is going to be in San Francisco. I have the Niners taking this one, uh, but could come down to the wire just like we've seen. Uh, Who do you have in this one? I have the 49ers in a thriller. 
another thriller. So three thrillers. Um, and, you know, from that, you're both going to make the assumption that San Francisco is winning here. So are you going to go ahead and get your value out of Seattle? Or are you just, you know, looking at other options uh, as a whole here? I was looking at Lockett. Lockett is a wide receiver, yeah. He's certainly a tough one. You could throw him in there. You know, he, he has been boom bust. You know, I, I haven't looked too much into um, the matchup in terms of, you know, the Seattle weapons against San Francisco. I'm sure we could look back at those two games and maybe learn something. Um, but, you know, those have all been fairly high-scoring affairs. They come down to the wire. Uh, everybody needs to be firing on all cylinders. You just feel like at home with a bye week, I feel like San Francisco is going to kind of run them over on this one. But then again, it's it's Seattle. If there's any team that's going to, you know, take it down to the wire, force an overtime, or even maybe an upset, uh, you would think it would be the Seahawks here. Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, what more can you say? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I do feel like Lockett would score in this game. I agree with you as well. So moving over to week 20. So we're taking it even a step further here. Um, and actually, before I do that, let's let's kind of recap. So for week 18, okay, we have the Breeze and Thomas stack. We have um, – Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, we like Miles Sanders. Um, some other options in terms of tight end would be like Jared Cook there. Uh, in week 19, we like Lamar Jackson, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Julian Edelman, Tyler Lockett. Uh, and then an interesting one I wanted to bring up here is in week 19, you like Singletary as a flex play. Yeah, you know, I... Against Baltimore. The reason this, this was one that I didn't fill out until the end. So I actually left this spot open until I planned 20 and 21 and then had to come back because I, you know, who am I going to be using? Who do I think is going to be there? Um, so this is one I'm not very confident in. Um, but in order to meet my projections for where I want to maximize points in 20 and 21, this is kind of how it fell. Yeah. And you could use the same philosophy that, you know, the same thought process as we had for Miles Sanders, right? He's going to get passing game work. There's going to be volume there. The bills are going to need him and running backs score more than wide receivers on average. So, you know, I don't hate that at all. I do think that might be a little bit of a hot take there. You might be able to find some other flexible options, maybe some wide receivers that you could look at uh, if you don't like the Baltimore matchup for Singletary, uh, but certainly don't hate that one by any means. So moving over to week 20, here's who we have uh, in that week. So we have San Francisco versus New Orleans, and then we have Kansas City versus Baltimore. So these are our division championships. We'll start with the NFC, San Francisco versus New Orleans. Spotlight, tell me who you got. San Francisco versus New Orleans. Last time they met, it was a absolute bonkers shootout. (laughs) Uh, I love how the playoffs, they just get tighter and tighter with their spreads. Can you have like a half point over under? (laughs) <laughs> let's just make it zero <laughs> yeah i've got the 49ers in this one you know we saw it, we saw them do it on the road we saw them do it in the dome um i'm with you as well I, I think they hold on i think uh at this point new orleans you know they didn't have a bye week they've played in some tough games they come in a little bit beat up san francisco's a little bit more fresh they've played at home you really see the advantage come in with that bye on this week so with that said now what 49ers are you looking at in a week 20 lineup? You know, are you looking at guys like Moster? Are you looking at, um, you know, Debo Samuel or Emmanuel Sanders? I like either Emmanuel Sanders or Debo in week 20 because they're going to be passing. 
more if it's a higher scoring game. So your probabilities go up for a higher scoring wide receiver. And um, with the scarcity of running backs, I was going to hold hold on the running backs. Gotcha. I hear you there. So that, that means you, know, you may burn a San Francisco receiving option here that you wouldn't be able to use uh, in week 21 in the Super Bowl. In our projections, we have... Baltimore and San Francisco playing a kind of a rematch of the Harbaugh Bowl uh, coming up in this Super Bowl in Miami. So um, good to know there. Would you consider uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? You're probably not, you know, assuming some of the other QBs that are out there in in Breeze, Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. So uh, you're probably not going to start him. uh, But any others? on the San Francisco side? Maybe would you know, consider their defense against New Orleans if you had to pick one? You know, you can't always look at past results, but if you look at their past meeting, <laughs> I would not want the, either defense in this one. Yeah, that was such a crazy game. We had the uh, Scorigami. I think the final score was like 58 to 56. Uh, something pretty crazy there. You don't see that too often here. Uh, on the New Orleans side, you know, we've already assumed that we've used Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Camaro. Is this really where the, the end of the road uh, is for New Orleans players? You're, are you going to touch them in week 20 when you have options in, in the 49ers and in, in Kansas City and Baltimore? No, I, I had planned to have already used Saints. Yeah, so we've gotten our value out of them. Not going to touch them in week 20. So let's move over to the other matchup. Kansas City versus Baltimore. I think this is the one that everyone has circled. The last time they met, Kansas City uh, came down to the wire and they won this one. Uh, I have Baltimore personally, but who are you taking between these two teams? I'm taking the Ravens. So with that said, does that mean now is the time that we're going to get all that value out of KC? That's, that means Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes. Are you plugging all those guys into your Week 21 lineups? Yeah, it looks that way. That's Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Damien Williams. I want it all. I want to take advantage of the the Chiefs. I think that I don't get it about the Ravens. I mean, they have a pretty solid defense, but yet still, when they get against those other high powered teams, the the scores just go up. Yeah, and you know, even regardless of game script, I feel like the Chiefs are a pretty safe option. Let's so let's say Baltimore comes out and they go up twenty-one zero early. You know, even then, you know, you still really like Tyreek Hill, you still like Kelsey, you still like Mahomes, and you still like Williams. Um, so yeah, absolutely, I, I'm I'm with you hundred percent there. I think Week Twenty is really the the Kansas City week when it comes to the lineup. Now, anyone on the Baltimore side of the ball, are we still saving them? You know, we've still we've already used Lamar, um, but I think we're going to save, you know, Ingram. We might save Andrews for, for that week 21, right? Yeah, you know, maybe Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, based on maybe any injuries from week 19 or who's looking good. Because I'm going to – it's getting tight with the running backs. I mean, with only four teams left not every pick's going to be a slam dunk. Yeah, you know, the only other options you're really looking at here from a running back standpoint, you know, so from Baltimore you have Ingram and then, you know, one of the other pieces, uh, probably Edwards is the one I'm going to say for now. We have Damian Williams and a Shady McCoy that you're not touching. And then from New Orleans you have Kamara. We've probably already used him up. Maybe you throw in Latavius Murray. Um, and then from San Francisco, you know, if you don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, if you have New Orleans there, I don't mind uh, taking a shot on, on Mostert um, or, you know, whoever's really hot uh, in the weeks prior. Maybe it is Matt Breida or Tevin Coleman. I'll go with Mostert just since he's the hot hand right now. But is, is all that sound about correct? Any other running back options you would think about in week 20? I specifically narrowed it down to Edwards and Murray. 
and I chose Edwards over Murray because I thought it was more likely he would score points than Murray, unless, of course, something happens to come around. Gotcha. And, and quick update on the Ingram injury. Um, you know, just talking about, you know, Gus Edwards as a play. Uh, Harbaugh came out two days ago, said Mark Ingram is progressing on schedule uh, from his left calf injury. So I think we're going to expect him to play in these games. It'll just be a matter of, you know, maybe he re-aggravates uh, or maybe he just looks a little bit hobbled. I don't know, but I certainly like Gus Edwards. It's kind of that uh, handcuff to Ingram there. So last game we need to talk about here, week 21. Super Bowl 54, what we have here is Baltimore and San Francisco. They'll be hashing it out in Miami. I have Baltimore taking this one. I'm a Lamar Jackson homer. Um, Both Alex and myself here at Double Move Sports, we actually went to college with Lamar Jackson. Uh, We're in his his same class, and we went to the University of Louisville. So um, huge, huge fans of him. We've been following him for many, many years. So we're definitely taking Baltimore as our Super Bowl pick. We're taking Lamar Jackson as our Super Bowl MVP if we had to to make a decision on that today. Uh, Do you concur with that, though? Yes and yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So does that mean for your you know week 21 lineups, this is our final week here, the options get pretty tight. I mean, you're either picking your um, you know, your, your 49ers and your Ravens. We've already used Lamar Jackson. If you have him here, certainly plug him in if you waited and, and banked on him. So does that mean we're going to start Jimmy G in a lot of cases in week 21? Yeah, you're only going to get two options here. <laughs> so... Um, I didn't, I didn't want to get to a position where I had no quarterbacks, but obviously, you know, based on who wins that could happen. So, you know, I've projected my most optimal, if my projections for the, who's going to win the playoffs is correct, then obviously this falls into place. And then I would have Garoppolo available. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to score tons of points, but I mean, if he gets 16 points in a four point passing touchdown league, yeah, I'd, be, I'd be happy with that. And Super Bowl. Yeah, the only real concern for Jimmy G, you know, in terms of, you know, hey, is he going to put up a stinker, would be, you know, maybe the a game like we saw from when the Texans went to Baltimore, where they just absolutely beat the brakes off of them. Final score, something like 44 to 14. We got RG3 coming in to play the fourth quarter. Um, that's really the only game script where Jimmy G is just an absolute stinker. So I, no, I think you're spot on. You can can pen him in for, you know, 15-plus points as long as the game script uh, isn't absolutely one-sided. So that leaves our other pieces here as uh, the running backs. Uh, we talked about Ingram and Mostert. I think we're plugging both of those guys in this week. We've banked on them, uh, and now we can plug them in. If Ingram's out, obviously throw in one of his handcuffs. Are you staying away from uh, Matt Breeder, Tevin Coleman here? Um, or is this just, hey, we put in Mostert because he's the hot hand? You know, if, if we see maybe throughout the playoffs, it's Matt Breda getting the touches. Or if Mostert goes down, do you like those other options? And if so, which of those two would you take between Coleman and Breda? Oh, man. Bring back, like, ni- nightmares from the regular it's season. Tough. <laughs> like, who am I going to start? Like, Tevin Coleman just scored four touchdowns. Do I start him again? Point to, I guess not, because then he had a stinker. So, yeah, I mean, you could put in – I hadn't chosen – any running backs from San Francisco. So I'd be ready to choose any of them here. You know, there's a couple of them to choose. Maybe you, maybe you have to roll with two there. Um, but, but Baltimore has multiple running backs with justice Hill who showed some of his uh, speed in week 16. So 
Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, you can kind of use that as your, you know, take your top Ravens running back and then your top Niners running back. And I think if you're going to use one, you know, right now it's Moster, but let's say you use Moster in a week 20, you know, you kind of just shoot your shot there between Breda and Coleman. I'd probably go Coleman just because he's getting a little bit more passing volume. Um, But outside of, um, you know, the running backs here, let's talk wide receiver and tight end real quick. Who do you like? Uh, in terms of wide receivers in these games. So our pool is uh, Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders, which we've already used, but let's just say they're out out there. And you have Hollywood Brown, and that's pretty much it from a wide receiver standpoint. Are you feeling comfortable with like Seth Roberts uh, or Willie Sneed in there? I've been holding on to Brown, um, Hollywood, but obviously I hadn't said I was going to start Debo or Emmanuel Sanders, so... I could start the opposite. Um, but it gets kind of funny when you look at something like this because you have everyone's from just two teams. So you would never, ever have like a regular lineup. So it's different to just think about like, oh, I have four guys from the same team. Yeah, so I, I'm my one wide receiver is Hollywood. I guess I could go with Debo. Let me ask you this. So if, if let's say, you know, all your wide receivers are on the table in this one, would you take – Sanders and Debo Samuel and just leave, you know, any Ravens pass catchers off the board in week 21. No. All right. So you're for sure locking in Holly Brown, Hollywood Brown there. Yeah. His, um, when he booms, he really goes like if you score two touchdowns, 120 yards. One of them's 80 yards. It's like a AJ Brown, you know, it'd be elite. Yeah. He's been, a. I don't even want to say he's been a boom bust guy because I feel like he's, you know, 60% or even higher than that, 70 or 80% bust, um, you know, with the slight percentage of boom there. But, you know, certainly when you know you got to pull out all the stops, it's the Super Bowl. Harbaugh likes to get cute uh, in these type of games. You know, kind of that uh, Sean Payton, let's let's do an onside kick to open a half type of mentality. You know, we've seen some of that from Harbaugh this year. Um, they go deep into that playbook uh, with Greg Roman as well. Now, in terms of tight end, you know, it's either Kittle or Andrews. I think, right, you know, you're just taking the one that, that you haven't played. I think for most of us, we're going to bank on Andrews in this one. Yeah, I actually want had been trying to save both of them for week 21 because this may be the Lamar Jackson, but then the tight end Super Bowl. I mean, both of them have been great throughout the season. Kittle has shown up in big moments, uh, like right near the end of the season, Um was it against the Saints? So I like I like both those tight ends. Interesting. So if you have a flex there in week 21, you would gladly throw Kittle in there if he's still available and you haven't burned him. Yeah, week 21, I had. I mean, this is way in the future, but it was like Garoppolo, Ingram, Mostert, Hollywood Brown, Andrews, Kittle. So two tight ends. Gotcha. No, I think that's a smart play if you can afford to, to bank Kittle. Um, you know, when you agree with, you know, these teams that are going to be here fighting in this Super Bowl, this Harbaugh Bowl V2, <laughs> um, then certainly I don't don't mind the double tight end stack there. So let's rehash week 20 and 21 real quick. So week 20, we had Mahomes, um, Damian Williams, Gus Edwards, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Emmanuel Sanders. And then in week 21, we had Jimmy G, Mark Ingram, Raheem Mostert, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews and George Kittle. Anything to add uh, in terms of you know defenses or you know DFS plays that you like throughout some of these weeks? Oh man, so I think it's hard to find a sleeper 
when you have smaller number of people. So I've, I can only really project DFS for one week. Yeah, so let's let's kind of make that its own separate segment here. So let's talk about kind of reel it back here. We've given the high level overview. Let's talk about specifically just week eighteen, uh, maybe a little bit of nineteen as well. Who are your DFS plays? Um, you know, who are your anchor guys you're plugging in? It's probably that that Breeze and Michael Thomas stack, but any other sleepers in some of these games where there's a larger pool of players we can choose from. So the the defense I like in week eighteen is the Saints. Interesting. You like them against Minnesota. I liked how they looked against Christian McCaffrey when he was going for records. You know, it didn't seem like whoever he played, he was just doing great. And they did a pretty good job with him. And obviously he's like a top echelon guy. Um, So Michael Thomas is chalk and Derrick Henry. Interesting. You like you like the Henry play against a you know tough matchup. Some would say in New England. You know, I feel like New England got this reputation earlier in the season when they were going up against worse teams. That you know they were they were winning everyone fantasy weeks. Everybody was all hyped up, but then when they get up against more higher level teams, Derrick Henry, maybe yeah. I think Derrick Henry could do well. I mean, they're going to be riding him. Touches, just based on touches, I mean, they're going to give him the ball a lot. But then if you look at the game script, I really don't see New England jumping ahead three touchdowns unless they're defensive. Yeah, and, and you know, we think it's going to be a close game on this one. So I, I'm with you 100%. I think um, you know if there's any goal line opportunities to be had for the Titans, it's definitely going through Derrick Henry. I would not be opposed to playing him as a um, you know chalk him simply for the volume and then you know goal line touches uh, there for upside. You know I think two touchdowns is not uh, out of the realm of possibility here. And and going back to your defense, I agree with you on New Orleans. I think that's a great um, defense that you can stream. Um, for for you know in any DFS lineups because we saw what Minnesota's O line um, you know is a little bit susceptible. We saw Green Bay have a day with them. Zadarius Smith went absolutely off on them, sacked Kirk Cousins like ten times, whatever it was, something ridiculous. So yeah, I'm with you 100 percent there. Uh, any other uh, DFS plays? Any other sleepers for Week 18 or Week 19? Uh, Nikhil Harry's been getting a lot of lip service in the media about how he'll need to step up if the Patriots are going to do anything in the playoffs. Um, So he's coming in at 4,100 in DraftKings this week. Sony Michelle at 4,600. I feel like they can bank on the run more than they can bank on the pass. I mean, I don't think that it's Tom Brady is looking bad. It's just that uh, their overall depth of wide receiver is not great. Um, but what they've been saying about Nikhil Harry is that he's only been touching the ball like something like 11 times per game. So if they release him, you know, he was on injured reserve earlier in the year. They're incorporating him more. He, you know, week 17, he was more involved. So if they were to expand his role, maybe they were saving him for the playoffs. You know, it's so hard to predict things about New England that I almost want to say. They're just they just have to be considered sleepers because I'm not confident in any of them. Gotcha. I think that makes a lot of sense. So you're taking to kill Harry there over, um, you know, Sanu and that offense. 
Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Hey, fair enough. You know, and I, I think you could be correct in that hypothesis that, you know, hey, maybe they are saving Harry's breakout, um, you know, for a little bit later on, or just by the mere fact that, hey, they're going to need this guy. And we've seen him get, um, you know, targets in the end zone, in the red zone. Um, so, you know, I certainly don't hate that one. He seems like a pretty cheap play. I'm sure Sanu might be a little bit higher uh, on DraftKings, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so those are more tournament plays. Um, if you go to a head-to-head, I still like Thomas and the Saints defense, Michelle and Henry, but uh, Greg Ward, um, Hollister, and then Adam Humphreys is my ultimate sleeper for this week. Uh, Interesting. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what you see in Adam Humphreys, why you like him in this matchup. Is it just, hey, there's going to be, you know, passing work to be had. They're going to need him. Um, you know, what what do you like about Humphreys here? Because I think that's a, a pretty interesting take, and I just want to learn a little bit more about that one. So Humphreys was, he scored a touchdown last week. He's been moving up in targets. And when you find a sleeper like in daily, I mean, you got to be so deep. Because if people are talking about them in podcasts or like um, ESPN or you're getting the information through DraftKings, I don't know. That's just not a sleeper to me anymore. You you need to find someone that you think like Tajay Sharp a couple weeks ago. I don't know how much he was getting um, blown up beforehand, but there you go. So he's on the same offense. And Adam Humphreys was good um, before. But basically, he's my sleeper because he comes in at three thousand dollars. <laughs> and sometimes you just if you're if you're going you're paying up for Derrick Henry and like maybe you want Russell Wilson and Michael Thomas, you have to make some sacrifices in other places. And I feel like you could maybe get something from Humphreys. And if you're playing against DraftKings and it's like someone from DraftKings that presents a lineup and then you have to beat them, you got to get a little um, unconventional. Hey, well, I, I love it. I think it is a great pick. You know, we've seen Ryan Tannehill just be fantastic since he's taken over under center for Tennessee. So um, I don't hate that at all. You know, they got to have another option outside of, of A.J. Brown. We don't know if it is going to be sharp. Maybe Corey Davis reemerges somehow. But um, I think Humphreys is kind of, you know, he's your guy underneath. He he showed flashes, certainly, when he was with the Buccaneers uh, in past seasons. Looked pretty good towards the end of, of 2018. So I certainly don't hate that at all. You know, like you said, he had a touchdown last week. Uh, I think he is a, a, you know, you're going to get value out of him if you want to take that shot um, and, and plug in some of those more chalk, more expensive guys. But Spotlight, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on here today. Had an absolute blast walking through on some of these. Uh, good luck to you and all of these lineups. Anything, any parting notes, anything you want to say, any more shout outs before we sign off here? Find out what, your scoring system is how many players you have, what types of players are in each week. And then kind of what I've laid out is like a framework of how to think about it. Cause I would suggest you make your own decisions. You know who you think is going to win. This is just who we've talked about is going to win. Um, but you really have to look at the playoff as a, a whole entity when you choose your players, because if you only look at week 18, then you could shoot yourself in the foot down the line. 
Yeah, it's that opportunity cost makes this format pretty interesting. I'm relatively new to this kind of, you know, playoff challenge type of format. So it's been an absolute blast getting to learn a little bit more about that. I'm really looking forward to, you know, putting in a couple lineups this year. Um, before we sign off, I want to ask you one more question. If you had to pick, uh, and this is moving away from a, you know, fantasy uh, type of question. If you had to pick a dark horse to win the Super Bowl, to win it all, somebody that nobody expects, um, you know, maybe a team that doesn't get a bye week. If you had to pick one, you know, who would you say, if you just throw it out there uh, to win it all, throw a hot take out there, who's your dark horse? Seattle. Interesting. Yeah, I like that. I certainly like that a lot. Um, mine would probably be New Orleans. I know that's less of a hot take um, if I had to go a little bit farther. Is it that crazy for me to say the Patriots? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh man, I love. There's like a certain time, like right after the Super Bowl, where people find quotes that said, "Like you said, the Patriots were going to lose, and here they are winning the Super Bowl." And you said this was the end of the dynasty, and here they are winning the Super Bowl, and then they they just get needled. <laughs> needled. <laughs> We've, hey, we've, we've seen this same song and dance. It feels like we've been here before because we certainly have time and time again. Uh, but Spotlight, thank you so much. Uh, where can the people follow you on Twitter? Plug all your, your socials real quick. Um, you know, any, any other platforms you'd like us to be following you on? Yeah, my, my main platform is Twitter. It's FF underscore Spotlight. You can also email me at fantasyfootballspotlight at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so I'm always interested to ask questions. Uh, I'll answer questions with my opinion and, you know, I'll promote you if you are talking about fantasy sports. Fantastic. Well, thank you again so much for your time here today. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Good luck to you. And thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next time.